And welcome back to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Summit. I am your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. And I am very excited to have yet another wonderful guest. Yvonne Larson is going to be my guest next. Yvonne and I are in a mastermind together and I had to have her on the show. So let me just tell you a little bit about Yvonne. She is a, has been working for a while. She has over 30 years of experience. You would never tell her by looking at her. And she has been in the healing arts. She's developed a proven framework to guide entrepreneurs to achieve success on their own terms. The genius journey has helped countless clients release and heal past upsets, challenges, traumas, allowing them to embody their genius to live their true joy. Her wisdom has been featured in podcasts, books, and various virtual and in-person stages, making her a sought-after mentor for entrepreneurs desiring to escape the hustle culture. And she also is a heck of a good singer. So please welcome my friend and soon to be yours, Yvonne Larson. Hi, Yvonne. Hello, Vicki. So excited to you. be here. Oh, I'll, we had the red day going on, the reddish, orangish. <laughs> <laughs> so we always are starting this with just telling everybody where you're calling in from. Oh, I am calling in from uh, Los Angeles, California. She's a California girl. <laughs> I'm a Texas girl, but I'm calling in from California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So just um, explain to them why did this Texas, California girl who didn't do this before is now such a great genius in this um helping others so many years now. Wow. So let me see how I can pare down the answer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have five days. So, you know, I know, right. So <laughs> I would probably start with, um, you said, how did the Texas girl pursue this? So I, uh, transplanted myself into California to pursue what I had labeled my genius, which was singing, only to discover that the through line of my genius started back like, you know, the one through five through now. And it's in, and I have come to understand that genius is not actually the vehicles that we um, label as genius. So, <laughs> Whoa, so there's some unpacking to do with that one. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so, so I can, how do, how do you do that? I mean, how do you, how did, how did you discover, or maybe even is it accept this new journey that you're on? Yes. So I think it's that I, I feel, and, and maybe it's just the circles that I run in that are all very growth mindset, not fixed mindset, but growth mindset. So perhaps because the circles that I run in, I think this way, just a clue. 
But I feel as though humans are always searching for significance. And until we're able to actually align ourselves with having a purpose in our lives, then we're, we're frustrated. And so I just spent a lot of time (laughs) trying to be like, find that purpose. And when I finally got to the realization that, like I said, that the singing, that the uh, speaking, the coaching, the body work, the whatever it is that I do are simply the vehicles for my genius. Like this was the mind blowing thing. I actually Mm -hmm. discovered that all of those things that I do in the world are simply vehicles through which the genius comes through. And my genius in this, this world is that I bring healing to people. So Mm -hmm. I have a mantra, you kind of, I think you said it in the, in the intro there, that when I embody my genius, I live my joy. And so my purpose in the world is actually to help individuals discover where they're not living their, living their joy in the world. And it always, always, always points to areas in their life where they've decided that their genius can't shine. They've like restricted themselves and limited themselves. And it's all based in disappointments, upsets, traumas at varying degrees. It's all relative Mm -hmm. to the person that I'm working with, but helping these individuals understand a new definition of genius, Mm -hmm. not that you're incredibly smart, that you're incredibly gifted, that you spent 10,000 hours becoming an expert at at something, but that it's actually your soul's DNA and it's like yours upon birth. And your whole life is this opportunity to, there's four phases of the the genius journey and that is to explore, Mm -hmm. evolve, expand and express. So each one of those phases is your whole lifetime of like growth, like finding out what that genius is and, and, and discovering new ways to let it be given to the world. Did that overwhelm you? (laughs) No, I actually tracked with that. Uh, Hopefully the audience did. So whenever you think about it, that explore, let's like dig a little bit in the explore. You know, a, a lot of times people feel that they have to like, you know, compete with the Joneses, if you will. And, and so my joy may be living in a small town with friends and, and doing a job I love, but not necessarily, you know, breaking records or making millions, but I still am confident in what I do and who I am. Yes. 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 So this is like, without even knowing it, you've taken me to the perfect place. (laughs) So um, one of the things that I strive to support the people that I work with on is defining success for themselves. So in order to escape the hustle culture and actually find your leadership confidence, it requires you actually looking at what success means to you. And unfortunately, we're told model success, model success, model success. And we try to repeat the patterns of success. And we end up not having the same experience of fulfillment. Because we're pursuing something that wasn't our defined version of success. 
So what's so beautiful in this process, and I'm going to tie this back into the finding leadership aspect, mm -hmm. is that when you define what success is for you, now everything in your life starts to come into alignment. You, you're aware of the different ways to fulfill upon that success and the different opportunities that are actually in alignment with that genius that you have. So with specifically with regard to leadership confidence, very often as we're going out for fourth phase express in our leadership journey, we um, are having all sorts of things put drag and deplete us and drain us of yeah. our genius, like lack of time, lack of energy, lack of focus. And here's the big, big, big one, imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so the genius journey, actually, if you're following this, this path, allows you through each of these four phases to annihilate imposter syndrome. Because when you are with every single step of the way, distinguishing what's in alignment with your genius, defining what's in alignment with your genius, and then designing a, like a game plan that's in yeah. alignment with your genius. There's nothing to feel an imposter about. It's just the, the complete and perfect you just shining through did mm -hmm. totally not mean to make a rhyme there. So, <laughs> and uh, I get so excited about this as you can tell. So, yeah. so it's so funny. We've had this full day so far. And if I go all the way back to Libby, our first presenter today, who was talking about what you wear and things like that. And when you talk about accepting who you are and, and, and that genius of that, I almost think it's like finding that perfect fit of clothing, where when you put it on, you feel comfortable and it may not be what everybody else is wearing, but when you wear it, you shine, you glow, you move. And that is what, when you're talking, that's what I see is by, you know, finding that perfect fit of your personality. Yes. And there's a term for what you just described. Oh, it's, awesome. it's dopamine dressing, dress to make oh, you happy. Yes, there <laughs> you go. Dressing. Yes, oh. exactly. All right. So how does the imposter syndrome keep us from reaching our full potential? It really serves as a distraction. So if you, so if I were to just back up a little bit and go through mm -hmm. these, these phases. So at, in the exploration phase, this mm -hmm. is where it's the revelation. It's you taking the pause, pause, reflect, and introspect on mm -hmm. the contrast of what your life is experience is mm -hmm. <laughs> versus the life experience you desire yeah. and looking to see uh, where the incongruencies are yeah. and how I like to walk people through this aspect is having them look at their personal life mm. and their professional life and their relationships <laughs> through the filters mm -hmm. of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. Like mm -hmm. I said, looking for that contrast of life as you want it, life as you right. don't want it, and look for where your genius is not full, not genius, sorry, where you're not experiencing your joy in the right. world, like fully, where your joy in the world is diminished, mm -hmm. or where your joy in the world is completely missing. Oh. And every single time, 
that exploration aspect reveals mm. the through line of the upset, the trauma, the disappointment, whatever that thing was, mm. it always, always, always points to like what's out of alignment mm-hmm. and what there is to like next phase evolve, what there is for you to fearlessly <laughs> embrace. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things that I just love so much, one of my mentors, Matt Browning, um, says, and I don't know if he created this or heard it someplace else, but the only thing that gets smaller, the closer that you become to it is fear. Mm. It looks so crazy, horrific, whatever, right? But the closer that you get to it, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like just a shadow on the wall, right? <laughs> and and you know, you already know about me. I'm an adventure-seeking woman who has gone accelerated, free fall skydiving, walked on fire, eaten fire. I'm constantly looking for those ways to be uncomfortable and allow that space of um, excitement to, to transform mm-hmm. the fear into an experience of excitement so that that can imprint onto my nervous system mm. and give me the strength to move toward what I'm labeling as fear and experience it instead as excitement. Now, uh-huh. next phase, hopefully the dogs don't bark anymore. <laughs> next phase, moving from evolution, once you've grown past that comfort zone, mm-hmm. Now, of course, you're going to want to go express, but don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Because what you got to do first is you have to build the structures, the game plan to support that new evolution of your genius in the world. So create the structures to like have the people who are going to support you in being that new version of you, who are going to cheer you on, who are going to lift you up, who are going to give you some, you know, give you additional courage. And then that's when you get to show up in that last phase of express, like go inspire people, motivate people, Mm. show them what's possible for themselves. And that hello, confidence in your leadership, like that's Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, poof, gone. Yeah. Poof gone. So it's to get to poof gone, but poof gone. (laughs) Well, well, I think part of those steps is to, and I always talk about this, looking at who's at your table and who needs to leave. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. So, so how do you advise people about that that? expansion? That's would be the expansion phase. And here's the thing. I honestly believe anyone who's tuning in to the summit is already on their their genius journey. Okay, but you might kind of feel stuck in a rut because you don't understand what that each of the growth phases has a challenge that you typically can't see yourself. So you need to reflect with another person in order to like identify, ah, that's the challenge that you don't yet see. Now you see it. Now you can blow past it. Right. So in expansion, it really is just like you said, Mm -hmm. what are the structures that are currently in my life that I need to deconstruct or destroy. (laughs) And then what is it that will truly support me? And that does look like your environment. It looks like your rules that you create for yourself, the Mm -hmm. routines that you create for your life, the rituals that you create for yourself, for your life. And that involves the people that you allow to be in your life. Or, you know, some people you're not going to just dismiss from your life, but there is 
you know, people are like, create your boundaries, defend your boundaries. I don't really feel that that's a necessary thing, but just to be aware of Mm -hmm. when you're with those people, do you feel energized, alive, inspired, and encouraged? Do you feel the same as when you, you know, walked up? Or do you feel completely drained? And yeah. depending on which of those three categories that they're in, now you get to create the structure that mm-hmm. allows you to manage the amount of time you get to spend mm-hmm. with them and the types of engagements that you get to have with them so that they feel honored and you feel honored and it doesn't have to become a thing. <laughs> doesn't have to become a thing. Yeah, we don't have to get all crazy and aggressive and all that stuff. So speaking your truth with compassion is really an incredible skill set. And it really is a byproduct of doing exactly what I just shared with you. So how important would, obviously, you need a coach to help you in the explore, expand. But how important is it to also have an accountability partner and someone to collaborate? Oh my gosh. Amazing. Hello. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm just going to pull in a very recent experience. So I was having this conversation with someone that I know is a huge cheerleader for me. And I, I know how much they love me. I know how much they support me. Uh, and so in our conversation, something came out of her mouth. And when it came out, I was like, ouch, (laughs) cause it sure felt like it was directed at me. But what I also know through the filter of who she is for me is that it wasn't personal, but then to be able to go to those people, like you're saying that I can Mm -hmm. touch base with and collaborate with and unpack things with and say, okay. I know this person loves me, supports me, is my greatest cheerleader. And this is this conversation that happens. So how do I be responsible for the emotions that that brought up for me? Great tool for that is nonviolent communication, by the way. Um, (laughs) But how do I become responsible for how I received that information? And how can I utilize this experience on my genius journey so Mm. that the next time that this thing happens, I can pull that into my experience rather than being reactive to the moment, which thank God I wasn't reactive. I was just like, okay, she said that. (laughs) Okay. I have to go work that out with a, with a trusted friend, you know? And so to be able to like understand from different points of view, what that looks like, and then be able to give that person the grace and the space to be who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, when you can be that for other people, it creates this space of authenticity and, and freedom to please don't start barking (laughs) to uh, show up as yourself. So fast forward in a later conversation, um, you know, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, when you said that thing, it was like, it was like, okay. And she says, what did I say? And I told her, her, she's like, oh my God. And I said, yeah, I know, (laughs) I know. And she's like, I am so sorry. And I'm like, I know, I know. So um, I hope that answers your question. And, (laughs) you know, it's really a great lesson for not only teams and and coworkers and partners, 
but also parents because sometimes parents as parents we we feel and we see something but we might not tell our child yes the way it is and and I think that keeps them from really being able later in life to really achieve all the things they could because they were told one thing and they weren't really given a look in the mirror kind of response. Yes. I'm like trying to see us. Some, some, for some reason, my window with you disappeared. <laughs> That's all right. I see you. I see you just fine. So you are good. Okay, so could you, you rephrase good. just the, the question itself? So, so the question is, you were talking about how you were impacted by those comments that were made by um Let's the say friend, yeah. friend, right. And, and how it impacted you. But I think a lot of times as parents, we don't say truly what the child, our child needs to hear because yeah. we're, we're trying to, you know, everybody gets a trophy kind of syndrome type of thing. Yes. Yes. And, and how does that impact them in the journey that, that you, um, that that child is going to have as they grow into adulthood? Yes jokingly jokingly okay jokingly (laughs) i told my brother when he was going to become a daddy for the first time there was this game where there's a jar there's note cards and a pen and you write advice on it put it in the jar without your name anonymous anonymously so um i on my note card i said start a therapy fund instead of a college fund (laughs) (laughs) because it doesn't matter how good you um want to be for your child there's going to be a moment where something that happens is going to be interpreted in a negative way and then that's going to create a pattern a program in their mind that they're that they're going to live life through Mm -hmm. so you know it is a joke but at the same time it's truly what happens you can have the absolute best intentions and you're there something's going to happen and that child in that moment is going to they don't have those skill sets yet right yeah. to respond rather than react to pause reflect and introspect to go to their <laughs> toddler friends to figure it out right that's not a thing for them yet right but it is for you it is mm-hmm. for you so so many times as i'm working one on one with people i'm they're they're sharing these things with me because like i said i'm asking them What's going on in your personal life, your professional life, your relationships, where are those challenges occurring for you right now? And so many times it will be with their children because they want so much to show up powerfully for their kids and be an incredible mm-hmm. parent. I attract really cool clients. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, you know, for instance, this one, this one person brought their kid in and she was just a phenomenal soccer player. She was having all these issues um, you know, in her body, like what was happening in her mind was manifesting in her body. Um, like that was preventing her from playing because Mm -hmm. this, her dad is like a total bad, you know, what (laughs) trainer, like buff, like, you know, Mm -hmm. really like, you know, uh, very, very Gary V. Um, (laughs) and so she wants to impress her dad, you know, and it's all about being the best. And so she was having this experience of the coach expecting more and more and more and more of her because she was able to show up in such a powerful way. And she was really the key player of her entire team. 
And there were other players that weren't showing up as powerfully and he was babying them. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, we got to, for her, distinguish what this thing, the best, needs and how it's limiting her in actually being her best. And then to define what that looks like for her and design ways for her to go back to her coach and and check her coach. And mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful to do this role play with her to have her like work through this. And it totally produced results and like called her called her coach to the mat because it was like, it's time for you to learn how to coach better, not yeah. tell me where I'm not, you know, the the specifics were it's like, you know get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, but there's no one there to get the ball. So it was like, no, 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 you need to teach other people how to be where they need to be so that I have someone to get the ball too, right? Right. So it was like the coach was actually failing in his coaching abilities and imposing that on this child. So in order for you know us to get to that point, then I was able to go back to the parents who brought her to me for that particular session to guide them in expansion. So yeah. guide them in being the structure for her to continuously call that new definition of best to um, the conversation. Like each time that there was like a negative impact um, on the team or in a conversation with her friends that they could remind her of Mm -hmm. what her definition of best looks like and what that looks like going forward. So um, it's just, yeah, it's critical. It's critical. Also, the parents reached out to me. So you're talking about going to colleagues and and creating a community around, it takes a village to raise a child, right? So Mm -hmm. utilizing me to support them in that process was where they went very right. Perfect. (laughs) Well, if you want to learn more about how you can uh, take advantage of the Genius Muse, please um, take advantage of the free gift that she has to offer. Tell us real quickly about that. Yes. So I have the Unleash Your Genius Blueprint, How to Crush It Without Compromise, which is really (laughs) another way to say success without sacrifice. (laughs) So it's it's the process that I take each of my clients through, um, the six-step process that I take clients through so that they can identify these different areas of their life where they have genius drains and how we can get rid of those things and create their resources, which I call their genius drivers. (laughs) I label everything genius because I'm (laughs) playful that way. Um, So, but it's a whole six step process, just like the four phases of your genius journey that you get to use these six things through each cycle of your four phases of growth to help you like unpack what's going on and create what needs to get created so that you can move forward with velocity and show up as your your powerful leader that you are. Yeah. And what about your VIP gift? Oh my goodness. Then you get to talk to me, okay? And we get to do this together. And let me tell you something, over 40,000 hours that I have been doing this with clients, Trust me, I hear things in what you're not saying as much as in the things that you're saying. I'm tuning in, not just with my ears and with my thoughts, but with my heart and with my intuition. And I'm bringing it all to the table to like help you understand where there are opportunities for your genius to show up more brilliantly in the world. This is 
um, a conversation that we have one-on-one and it goes for $2.97 and I am going to take it down to zero. Awesome. Okay. Come on. So get on that. Please everybody go ahead. And the VIP link is going to be in the chat. If you haven't done that already. And again, uh, just thank you, Yvonne, for being such a great guest today. I um, have had such a great time talking to you about your genius. Thank you. And we will see each other at our next Toastmaster meeting, but awesome, awesome job. We have up next another great speaker, Ben Albert. So stay tuned. You'll be here in just a minute.